Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Ah, today is definitely what you would call Tuesday. I know somebody, uh, I'm not going to the wedding because it's in Las Vegas, but I know somebody getting married today because it's 2-22-22, and they just thought that'd be cool. Interestingly, I knew somebody that got married on 020202 Interesting. as well. Just because of the the date. Mm -hmm. I guess it would be easy to remember, right? I should have got married in Vegas. Our anniversary is 7-11. Oh, you definitely should, should have. have gotten married yeah. in Vegas. What was I thinking? <laughs> uh, today or this week is also Palindrome Week. So is it? every day from now to the end of the month uh, reads the same forward as it does backwards. Is that right? Yeah, two twenty-two. Twenty-two is backwards. Two twenty-two, same for tomorrow, same mm-hmm. for the next day. So Palindrome Week, enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen. So two, tw- yeah, two twenty-three, twenty-two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, all the way through the end of the month. Into next week. Mm-hmm. Big day for uh, Boise basketball fans. Big game tonight after a win against Utah State. Played good on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Again, I love watching the end of the season. Now, here's the crazy part. I was looking at the schedule. San Diego State can still win the conference. Yeah, they can. <laughs> if, well, if they beat Boise State. Yeah. They only have uh, three losses so far. And they've played less games than Boise State has. Um, mm-hmm. So they still have a chance to win the conference. Boise State, of course, has a chance to win the, con- win the conference. Wyoming has a chance to win the conference. Colorado State has a chance to win the conference. Boise State has a tough schedule yet. San Diego State at home tonight. Who, they still have uh, Colorado State at Colorado State. Mm-hmm. UNLV, which has been really coming on, and the best player in the conference by far plays for uh, UNLV. Who was nearly unstoppable against Boise State? Play. Thank God they didn't have anybody else to help him out. <laughs> <laughs> what did he score half of their points the last time they played? Something like that. We he have could shoot. I know that. Yeah, not just shoot, but he is so quick and can get to the bucket. I mean, it was amazing to sit there and watch Boise State, who's a very good defensive team, and he would just blow by three players trying to you know double and triple team him, and he would still get to the bucket or pull up for a shot. Not very often you see that kind of talent, um, you know, in person when they played here in Boise State. I, I, I think he's definitely going to be a, I don't know if a, a num- top number one round pick or not, but he'll be, he'll be picked in the uh, draft, I'm pretty sure. Well, if you can blow by guys, you know, that's NBA stuff. So. Yeah, plus he can, still, he can shoot the three. You remember the years uh, that e- even though uh, uh, NBA teams have always been Keep, you keep 12 players on the roster at all times. Somebody gets injured, you bring up another player. You've got 12 players. And uh, there was a time when they had at least 12 rounds of the draft. And so everybody and their dog got drafted. And like the last, uh, the last uh, pick would usually be invalid because it would be some guy that somebody knows that went to a college <laughs> that didn't even have a basketball team, like the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, at that point, you know, no chance of those players hardly ever making the team. But every now and then, every now and then you'd get a sixth or seventh rounder that surprised you. But since the last 20 years or so, there've only been two rounds. uh, So it's not nearly as exciting and they end up signing most of their players as free agents. By the way, uh, if you would like to go to the game tonight, we're going to hook you up. Matter of fact, we have a couple chances to hook you up. Um, Nate Shelman didn't give away his tickets on Friday, so I am stealing those tickets to give away this morning. Well done. Attaboy. So we have two chances for darn, you if you'd like to go to San the Diego. Darn the consequences. I'm stealing tonight. this stuff. Yeah. I mean, Jasper's he, not even screwing around I'm not, now. Yeah, no, he, he, he didn't give he them away on Friday. Tickets. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give them away this morning to give you plenty of time to get in here and pick up your tickets. I will tell you that the game is tonight. Keep in mind. And also keep in mind that if you win the tickets, you have to pick them up here at our radio station before close of business at 5 o'clock today. So you you just you win your tickets, you come in, you pick them up at just before five, you go to dinner, and then you enjoy a basketball game tonight against San Diego State. I like your ideas. Yeah. We're taking your tickets. <laughs> we don't we don't have to rub it in because then he'll be stealing stuff of ours for the rest That's of the week. Yours more than it is mine, <laughs> so I like just stirring the pot here. Um, the Dow futures down eighty one points. Uh, they, it was down a whole bunch more than that for a while this morning. Futures were down over two percent, but it's clawed back some of those. Uh, all that has to do with the fact that it looks like, as has been warned for the last month and a half, that uh, it looks like war is uh, in the Ukraine is in Ukraine is a growing possibility. Yeah, Russia or at least Putin uh, just seems to think that everybody should, uh, you know, get used to the fact that uh, parts of Ukraine used to be part of Russia, so they're going to be Russia again sometime soon. And there are people in those areas that uh, want to be, you know, they're separatists. They want to be Russian. And although apparently it's only about a third of the population in both of those places. It is interesting that just a week ago, Putin said, oh, yeah, we were just, uh, you know, doing some exercises. Exercises. We're pulling away. We we made the West look stupid. Well, now who looks stupid? Because you not only didn't pull away, uh, we... I mean, we have satellites that fly over and can pinpoint the number of people that are there. And 7,000 troops, after you mentioned that they were going to be pulling out, uh, were moved towards the border. And now Putin has ordered troops into uh, separatist-held regions of uh, Ukraine. So um, oil prices, by the way, jumped a bunch this morning, um, close to $100 a barrel. So uh, ahead of, uh, for those of you who might be having travel plans for this upcoming summer, you have uh, increase in prices for summer gas, which usually is about 25 to 30 cents per gallon. And now you're going to have increase in oil prices because of what's going on in Ukraine. So $4 uh, a gallon might not be very far away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Two words, high and brid. So, um, <laughs> Rick, can I borrow your pickup? Yeah, it um, <laughs> will help. Can I? Can I borrow your new uh, electric hybrid? It it's a you know it's part gas part electric. It, you, it does all right. You drove by me this morning as I was coming in, and it sounded like an alien. It sounds like Night Rider. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor likes to give me a bad time about the fact that I bought a hybrid pickup because that's not that's not what people buy trucks for, Worthington. Well, not in Idaho, that's for sure. Oh yeah, he gave me a bad time. Yeah, about I mean it. trucks are to intimidate. Yeah. And you then may- I told him what my gas mileage is in my pickup, and he's like, oh, well. You, you may need to get one of those fake sound uh, noise things where 
You've seen those, right? It's a chip you can put into your vehicles because people are buying electric vehicles, you know, like a, an electric Mustang, and it sounds, you don't want to drive a Mustang. You want a, you know, yeah. a loud rumbling sound. Yeah. Same for the pickup truck. You may need one of those chips to give you the I don't fake, know. fake kind of like, engine sound. Kind of like twisting people just for the fun <laughs> of it. It's going to check on sports underway this morning uh, for a Tuesday morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Get in today for lunch and every day, Monday through Saturday. They open up at 1030 every morning. Just want to remind everybody it's Tuesday and uh, there is basketball tonight right here on KBOI. It's going to be on 670 tonight, starting at 630. Bob Beeler will have coverage. Boise State, San Diego State, and then the game will tip off at 7. There's television coverage for tonight if you want to see it. It's on CBS Sports Net. There were several games that were played over the weekend. I just want to kind of give you an update on some scores. Games that were played on Saturday, it was Air Force that went into Wyoming and got whooped. We're not surprised. Wyoming's still pretty good. 75-67 was the final there. Boise State did win at home against Utah State over the weekend, 68-57. to Here's the one that you were talking about. UNLV is playing really good basketball, especially at home. They defeated Colorado State by 21 points. Ouch. 72-51. to San Diego State went on the road and beat Fresno State, 61-44. We're not surprised about that. Sunday was a surprise, though. New Mexico's been playing pretty good. They beat Wyoming the other day, remember? They went on the road and got beat by San Jose State. What? 71-55. How do you beat Wyoming and then turn around and get beat by a team that doesn't have a win? Well, they do now. <laughs> they, wow. were, they were still busy celebrating. Apparently. <laughs> so there's more basketball tonight, as we mentioned. San Diego State at Boise State tip-off at 7. Fresno State will play at Air Force. New Mexico is at Utah State. And then there's the Battle of Nevada, UNLV at Nevada tonight in Reno, uh, and uh, Boise State, San Diego State, UNLV, Nevada, they will all be broadcast on CBS Sports Net, so a long night of basketball if you want it. So uh, Mountain West has already entered in March Madness, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm thinking they'll be a, it's a two-team bid league. I don't know if we'll get I think third we'll get, or not. I think we'll get three, maybe four. I really do. Well, that's... That's aggressive, Mike. I, yeah, I, I think there's definitely going to be more than two. I think I'll take the big. under on the, on the three. All right. I mean, I'm setting, it's a bet. I'm I'm setting the odds. Three so or more, you and you're saying three or less. It's a bet. I'm saying three or Donuts? less. Yeah. Donuts? Donuts it is. Boom. Look, and Chris wins, on, and, and Nathaniel wins on that, too. Well, well and we'll get donuts, And we're too. just kind of sitting here dumbfounded. Isn't <laughs> yeah. KBY News Time is 618. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 623, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Phone lines are open, by the way, at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. And also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Sheldon uh, writes in a text message at 208-336-3700, says, I was just in Eastern Oregon over the weekend and saw gas prices as high as four thirteen a gallon. Wow. I, I actually came back to Idaho on fumes just so I could get gas at stinker stations <laughs> outside of Ontario for three fifty nine. Not a bad idea, actually. Um, Idaho, you know, we... we a lot of times criticize Idaho gas stations because uh, gas prices, you know, seem higher than when the rest of the country is at certain levels but, right right but, now. But to be fair, we also criticize all the rest of the gas stations in the country, too. Right now, the average gas price for 
the entire United States is almost four dollars a gallon. Mm-hmm. That's the average. Idaho, I can still I still found gas this morning for uh, three fifty nine a gallon on my way to work. So most of Idaho is still under that four dollar a gallon gas that the rest of the country now is is seeing at four dollars. Now that doesn't mean we're not going to be there soon, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but you have to remember then because we're lagging way behind the rest of the country and gas rising, but everybody gets really upset then when the rest of the country goes down quicker than Idaho does. Mm-hmm. You know, you see this all the time. It's like, why is the rest of the country 329 a gallon and we're still 359? Well, when, we, when we go up, we go up, you know, slower yeah. and we come down slower. When it uh, goes up, we like to be 50th in the nation. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down, we like to be first. Yeah. So it's it's just something to remember that it, it all equals out in the end. We're behind now, but we'll catch up, and then probably if gas prices gas prices ever go down again, um, we're I like, on. I like the way you put that. Very uh, optimistic. If prices if they, ever yeah, go down again, I, I mean, I, I I hope they do, um, because as of right now, Idaho is currently at late rates we've never seen since 2014. So this is the highest gas prices have been since 2014, and there are some people who believe that with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and the rest of the world right now, that gas prices could hit the highest level they've ever hit in history. Wow. I hope that doesn't happen, but there's a possibility just based on the fact that oil jumped a bunch this, this morning. not how we want to get into the Guinness Book. No. KBY News Time 626, phone lines open. As I mentioned, do you want to set those speed dials? We have a chance for you to get uh, tickets to tonight. San Diego State, Boise State game, over 10,000 fans. Just absolutely amazing yelling and screaming on Saturday at Utah State. Hoping to see the same tonight. Really does help the uh, the guys out. So if you want to go to the game, there are still tickets available for you to win here on News Talk KBY. Your first chance to win is on the way sometime within the next hour. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. That is the unmistakable sound of Bonnie Raitt. Going to be here in concert August 14th at the Idaho Botanical Garden. Would you like to go? Then you are listening to the uh, right radio station to do that because we have a pair of tickets to see Bonnie Raitt August 14th. Once again, this morning coming up, another reason to lock in that speed dial, 208-336-3700, we, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We had the discussion about whether either one of us had seen Bonnie Raitt in concert before, and I said I did. It was a big show with uh, Jackson Brown and a bunch of other uh acts you know and bonnie Raitt was one of them and then you said yeah i saw bonnie Raitt in a hotel once there were about 10 of us a hotel room a hotel not even room. a hotel yeah, a not hotel even a room not even a hotel ballroom yeah so i was sitting about six feet away from her she was you know unfortunately it was just an acoustic thing just her and her guitar it wasn't like her full band or anything so it wasn't super special no, it was pretty special. So, anyway, Bonnie Raitt will be here. Uh, we have your tickets that you can win. Just make sure you're listening in sometime before ten. Give you a chance to uh, win those this morning. In addition to that, as promised, uh, we'll also have those tickets sometime within the next hour for the Boise State San Diego State game tonight. Extra Mile Arena. Once again, just a reminder: if you win these tickets, you'll have to pick them up today here at our radio station before 
close of business, which is 5 o'clock. So get in, pick up your tickets, and then just go to the game tonight at Extra Mile Arena. Uh, in addition to that, for our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question on the way in about 20 minutes from now uh, that we'll uh, give you the questions to start working on. We have a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. Some delicious food from Biscuit and Hogs. You can win that. All that coming up here this morning. So make sure you got that uh, phone number ready to go at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.40, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in, being a part of the show. Remember, you can always be an even bigger part of the show by participating. You can call us at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone lines are open. Uh, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Also, you can uh, text us. By the way, uh, if you have bought gas at Albertsons, we're talking about gas prices a little bit earlier this morning. Class action suit could put a small check in your pocket. Okay, I'm I've, listening. I've definitely done that. <laughs> uh, purchased gasoline at Albertsons. Fred Martin of Alameda County, California, sued Safeway in 2019, alleging the receipt he received at a Safeway gas station did not requ- uh, meet the requirements of federal law for debit transactions. Apparently, his receipt showed more than the last five digits of his debit card oh. number, which attorney said was a violation of the Federal Fair and Accurate Credit Transaction uh, Transactions Act. The lawsuit was granted class action status, and ultimately the company agreed to pay $20 million in a proposed settlement. Albertson's company provided a statement indicating which of its own brands are impacted by the uh, settlement. So Safeway fuel locations, including fuel stations operated by Safeway uh, or Albertson's, Acme, Cars, Randall's, Jewel, Tom Thumb, and Vaughn's. Albertson's has more than 330 fueling stations across the country, including three Boise area locations. Of the 20 million, 40% would go to the attorney's. So they make money on this thing. 40%? 40%. They get $8 million, as well as reasonable ex- expenses. So they get more than that. But I did not know it was up to 40%. Yeah, 40, 40%. Martin, who filed the suit, by the way, uh, he gets the next most. He'll get $10,000. The rest of the cash will go to members of the class, like you and I. The roughly $12 million will divided, be divided up into many, many, many small payments. The final payment amount will depend on the total number of valid and timely claims submitted by the class. About 18 to $36 is what is projected. So mm. it could be as small as like a quarter tank of gas or uh, maybe a half a tank of gas once you uh, get your check. If you'd like to participate and uh, possibly get a check because you have filled your tank up at Albertsons, you can go to kccsecure.com. Once again, that's kccsecure.com to uh, sign up for the clash. More specifically, kccsecure.com forward slash FACTA settlement, F-A-C-T-A settlement. Okay. So, I mean, hey, it's it's free money. Well, yeah, that sounds good. You know, you know, as long as you don't lie and if you've got gas at one of those places. Could be Safeway. Could be one of those other. I haven't even heard of some of those others. Tom Thumb. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of Tom. I mean, I've heard of Tom Thumb, but not not the gas station. Not the gas Tom station. 
Um, I've heard of Tom Thumb the movie, Tom Thumb the storybook. So there's uh, another chance for you to get some some free cash, which we like to help you out with. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Time for a check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli in Meridian. The place to go for lunch. It is soup season. Uh, We got to enjoy 60-degree temperatures on Saturday. Uh, looking at 30-degree temperatures, less than that for uh, later in the week this week with overnight lows dropping down into the mid-teens once again. So, yeah, we're still in soup season. Get in today. Uh, today, bean with bacon. Mm. Bean with bacon soup at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli and Meridian. Get in there. Team that up with a uh, delicious... It's actually bacon with bean. Bacon with bean. Are you sure? It should be. Oh, okay. I guess you could. You could have chopped up bacon and put even more bacon in there. They will do that for you. Get into Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Open up at 1030 today just off Wells Avenue in Meridian. Good morning. Michigan men's basketball coach Jawan Howard has been suspended for five games. It's the remainder of the regular season and also fined $40,000 for hitting Wisconsin's assistant coach in the face after Sunday's game. Big Ten announced that just yesterday afternoon. Wisconsin coach Greg Card was also fined ten grand for violating the conference's sportsmanship policy, but he wasn't suspended. Now, Michigan forward Terrence Williams and one of actually two of Wisconsin players were each suspended one game. Uh, all three appeared to throw punches. The disciplinary actions were imposed by the Big Ten in conjunction with the schools. Now, if you didn't see what exactly happened in the final minute of Wisconsin's victory on Sunday over Michigan, their head coach substituted his walk-ons into the game. Michigan, which still had its regulars on the floor, was pressing full court, leading the Wisconsin coach to call a timeout and settle his team and give it a chance to cross half court without turning the ball over. Following the final buzzer, the Wisconsin coach grabbed the Michigan head coach, Juwan Howard's arm, as he walked past in an attempt to stop and talk to him. And they exchanged words, and Juwan threw a right hand, and, well, the rest is history. Juwan is out for the rest of the regular season, but he'll be back considering the Michigan gets into the NCAA tournament. I'm Rick Worthington. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, just a reminder of uh, other reasons for you to listen this morning, just for the, instead of just the entertainment value. We have chances for you to do a whole bunch of winning this morning. We've got uh, two separate chances uh, to go to the San Diego State game coming up uh, tonight. Boise State, San Diego State, Extra Mile Arena. Once again, um, you have uh, concessions that will be available. That began on Friday. So people that went to the Utah State game, over 10,000 of you, a great crowd, hoping that another great crowd will be there uh, tonight. We've got two chances for you to win. First chance is coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, so make sure you're listening Try and get those tickets then. We also have tickets to see Bonnie Raitt in August at the Idaho Botanical Garden. So we'll give those away before 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, so just be ready to call for that. And we also have a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs that we will be giving away this morning. Once again, a reminder uh, for you, Biscuit and Hogs is delicious. We've done a couple of live broadcasts. Biscuits are delicious. Hogs are delicious. Man, uh, that was one of where I got... 
Some of the best Eggs Benedict I've ever gotten in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Eggs Benedict. Fantastic. You have a chance to win that absolutely free today with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. That'll be coming up after 8 o'clock this morning, so uh, we'll give you the question to start working on right now. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. For any help that you need with your real estate, call them today, 208-888-4128. Our question today has to do with the Olympics. The ancient uh, Greeks sacrificed an animal at the conclusion of the earliest Olympic Games. Our question today is, what animal was sacrificed? By the way, it's completely different than the animal that was sacrificed over the weekend at the end of this Olympics. (laughs) They didn't sacrifice anything. If you know the answer, coming up after 8, you can win here on News Talk KBOR. Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Jim Polo. Dr. Polo, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, now, it may be just me, but it sure seems like we're seeing more ads than ever before talking about the latest and greatest diet plans, as long as we consume in moderation. Is what we eat really that big a deal? Actually, it really can be. It turns out that if we change our diet to eat more plant-based uh, foods, we're, we might actually have an edge on actually living longer. I'm guessing some of us might need to step away from what might be considered the typical Western diet? Well, that's correct. You know, in, in the Western diet, we tend to use a lot of processed foods and we tend to think about how foods look. But if you want to move towards more of a plant-based diet, you also want to think in terms of eating foods that have natural color and choosing foods that are unprocessed, that don't have a lot of unsaturated oils. Is there an ideal age for uh, making the switch to a more plant-based diet for us? Well, you know, truthfully, if you start earlier, you're more likely to get into the habit. But as it turns out, switching over at any age can be helpful. Studies have shown that in the 20-something age group, people can actually increase their lifespan by 11 to 13 years. And for people over the age of 60, it can be as much as eight years. So eating, you know, lots of legumes, whole grains, nuts, less red meat, less processed meat, can actually increase your life expectancy. On a separate yet related note, there always seems to be a debate on the value of vitamin supplements, whether we really benefit from taking pills to supplement what we get from the food we eat. But you have news this morning about a particular vitamin that appears helpful for people concerned about a certain type of disease. What is the story? Yep. You know, we've we've actually flooded the market with all kinds of vitamins and lots of studies out there, but the latest study is looking at vitamin D. And what this study did is they looked at 25,000 adults that were using vitamin D, and actually, as it turns out, it seems that vitamin D may help prevent autoimmune disorders. Can you remind everybody what uh, autoimmune disease is? Sure. Autoimmune disorders uh, occur when your body thinks that your own body is somehow, you know, foreign. And so you start attacking your, your, your immune system starts attacking your own body. So common diseases uh, include rheumatoid arthritis, which is a joint problem, lupus, which can be more of a connective tissue problem, or multiple sclerosis, which can be a nervous tissue problem. Are, are mega doses of vitamin D necessary? 
Well, not according to the study. And one of the challenges is that sometimes, although taking some vitamins be, can be good, overtaking them can be, you know, harmful as well, too. The, the study showed that basically a daily supplementation of about 2,000 units of vitamin D or a combination of vitamin D with uh, fatty acids um, was very beneficial in terms of helping folks um, have better prevention against autoimmune disease. Well, that is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Jim Polo, thank you for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Once again, thank you for being with us. Thanks for listening in. Much appreciated. Dow Futures down 102 points ahead of the opening here in about 20 minutes. We're checking in with uh, Jeremiah Bates. Talk about what's uh, going on now. The uh, futures were down a whole bunch earlier this morning. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how much uh, he thinks Ukraine and what's going on with Russia has. And you said what? They're down about 100 right now? Down about 100. They were down about 2% earlier this morning futures were so mm. clawed some of that money back which is good news um text message in at 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless by the way if you want to get through but text message uh writes in um when do uh we get the governor's check the rebate check and he was specifically asking or she was whoever this was um whether or not i had gotten my check back yet as of yet um i have not my guess, best guess would be, based on last year's rebate check, which didn't go out until, uh, I think it was August when they started going out, mm. that it's probably going to be at least August again this year before you start to get your rebate check from your income taxes that has already been signed into law. So it's it's a done deal. You're going to get a rebate check this year when you file your taxes. You're going to, if you're in the top tax bracket, you're only going to have a 6% rate. All the brackets went down. Um, so... But don't expect your check until, my guess would be August or September. Okay. Now I know that. So if you've spent that money already, <laughs> thinking it was going to be out very quickly, probably not. Um, a listener in Rathdrum, Idaho, this morning uh, texted us. Near Silverwood, right? Yeah. yeah uh, way up north. Currently 7 degrees. Wind chill is 13 below zero. Oh, boy. And he said uh, earlier this morning he saw Post Falls Walmart gas was three twenty five a gallon. Yeah, that really upsets me that Coeur d'Alene <laughs> has such much, so much cheaper gas than uh, the Treasure Valley, and that's usually the case. About fifty cents a gallon. The times that I've traveled, I have friends and friends and family that live in Coeur d'Alene, and, mm-hmm. and filling up with gas there, gas there is usually fifty to sixty cents a gallon less than what it is here in the Treasure Valley. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, we, what are we twenty six right now? Yeah, so we're much warmer. I don't even think we have a uh, wind chill factor, although we did see snow um, as I left the house this morning. I wasn't expecting that. And it was, it and was there snowing. Were, there were some light flurries over the weekend a few times. I kept getting alerts on my phone that it was uh, supposed to snow, like starting at 9 o'clock, and I went out at 9 o'clock and looked, and nah. Yeah, I saw some people in the Nampa area posting a pretty good snowstorm, but we didn't get any of that yesterday. Um, so it missed, even though I live in Nampa, it completely missed us. If you are traveling over I, uh, the Blue Mountains, I-84, towards Portland, um, you might want to check your road reports. I haven't heard yet if the road is open as of yet. They had uh, about a 100-vehicle pileup yesterday over the Blue Mountains. So semi-trucks, bus loads of people, 
Um, and I saw an wow. aerial, view, aerial view. It was just what ugly. A, and what a convenient place to have yeah. it happen. Too. Yeah, because you're you're stuck there. You're you're not getting out and go. Well, let, we'll just sit in the restaurant for a while. No, there there's nothing there. So um, check before you go. Just based on uh, the snow and also how bad it was yesterday. Um, I have not heard. I mean, this happened yesterday early morning, mm-hmm. but I have not heard yet whether or not eastbound or westbound. It was both of them were closed both directions for a while yesterday. If you have traveled that way, I'd love to hear from you to get an update on uh, what that is like as of this morning. In the meantime, we're going to get another check on sports this morning with Rick Worthington, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. Get in for lunch today. Uh, Bean with bacon soup is your soup. Good morning in sports. Boise State basketball still has a half-game lead on the Mountain West right now with four games to play in the regular season. The Broncos face a San Diego State team that has won five straight and is third in the conference at 9-3. and three. The Broncos beat the Aztecs last month, holding the Aztecs to just 37 points. Coach Rice says his team has found ways to win the close ones. Points are at a premium every game. You know, one point here or there, your record could be completely flipped. And I've never seen a year that has so many of those. And not just us, really, when you look throughout the league. The Broncos held the Aztecs' leading scorer, Matt Bradley, to just seven points in the first meeting. And they'll go for the series sweep for the first time since 2015 tonight. Our coverage will begin at 6.30 on 6.70 a.m. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. By the way, if you're looking to watch tonight's game, it is available on CBS Sports Net. A big night for Mountain West basketball as Fresno State heads to Air Force, New Mexico goes to Utah State, and Nevada will host UNLV. And then one more big game will be played tomorrow night. It's the only game in the Mountain West. Wyoming travels to Colorado State for the battle of two and three. I'm Rick Worthington. I'm for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722. He's Chris Waltman, Mike Casper, Jeremiah Bates with us once again to talk about your money. Head of the uh, Dow opening up here in just about eight minutes. It's down 128 points, but as bad as that sounds, it's actually pretty good compared to what it was down earlier this morning in futures trading. Yeah, yeah, the Dow jo- futures market on the Dow Jones Industrial Average, it was down about 500 points earlier. So uh, definitely off the session lows, particularly in the session market. And I, I wanted to spend this morning talking about the uh, the recent news of the Federal Reserve banning its officials uh, to trade stocks, but maybe we can get to that tomorrow because obviously there's dynamic situation going on with the Russia-Ukraine tension. So we got to talk about it because um, this is where, this is where as an investor, you got to be careful and not let your emotions, your fear around particular things kind of get in the way. Um, and the one thing that I think here is volatility should be expected, especially in the short term. The key is short term. Because if, um, if you look back, so LPL Research put out a really interesting data set that it's basically showing the S&P 500 did index in conjunction with geopolitical events. So we're talking about going back to the Pearl Harbor attack back in 1941 and going all the way back to or as recent as the U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan back in August of 2021. So out of all those geopolitical events, if we look at the average drawdowns on the S&P 500, it's not even 5%. 
percent. And it also gives some re- uh, interesting indication on the number of days it took to reach the bottom and also the number of days that it actually took to reach the recovery. So number of days to reach the bottom, not even 20. And the number of days to recover, not even 44 days. So just gives you some indication that these uh, these headlines and the uncertainty around this in the short term, it can certainly have an impact. But over the long term, um, generally the market shrugs off these geopolitical, these geopolitical events. So um, again, just not letting emotions get in the way. Um, but also the the... What many are looking at right now, particularly with Russia, is the commodity prices. Russia is a huge producer of aluminum. It's the third largest producer of titanium. Oil is in focus big time right now. So Russia pumps out about 9 million barrels of crude oil a day. Then just for comparison to the U.S., the U.S. pumps out about, oh, just over 11 million barrels. So there's that close comparison. So Russia is the second largest producer of natural gas globally, uh, one of the largest producers of oil globally. So... As these sanctions come out, we kind of start to see this thing develop. Um, commodity prices, I think that's the one thing in focus, again, over the short term. So, again, keeping your, your goals in focus, your long-term objectives in focus. Is this a time to uh, kind of make turn, do a complete 180 or start to see where you can make moves? I don't think so. I think this, obviously, situation is developing as the hours go on, as the days go on. Uh, so patience is key. And, obviously, if you're long-term, that 5 to 10-year or even more horizon and uh, this is just kind of a, a little hurdle that we got to get over. Um, it, it looks like we had uh, some more quarterly results and uh, Macy's and Home Depot, and they're going in different directions, it looks like. <laughs> well, it's interesting because Home Depot, yeah, while they did have, um, while they did beat estimates, looking forward of their sales growth going into 2022, they're basically coming out saying, hey, we, we were a beneficiary of people having some extra money in their pocket due to the pandemic and not being able to go anywhere. So what are you going to do? You're generally going to go remodel your bathroom. I mean, I can't tell you how many anecdotal stories I've heard of, um, number one, the prices of remodeling and trying to find the labor to actually get the remodeling done. So Home Depot's coming out saying, hey, we obviously had a great fourth quarter last year, but moving forward into this year, as uh, um, things start to open up, um, people kind of get a little bit more comfortable going out and traveling and things like that. They, they see their growth growth to be uh, less positive, but they did come out and say that they're uh, um, that they're going to hike their dividends. So that's obviously a positive. But in pre market pre market trading is still down three percent. So. Wall Street's uh, repricing that stock a little bit. And Macy's is kind of going to, <laughs> they're beating expectations. So we're seeing that positive upswing from Macy's. All right, Jeremiah Bates, thank you again. We'll get another update from you just a little over an hour from right now after the market's open, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741. Congratulations going out to uh, Brian Roberts. He's calling number 6. Picked up a pair of tickets to the night San Diego State-Boise State game, Extra Mile Arena. We'll have another pair of tickets coming up. We'll do that during Bronco Monday. Yes, I know today is Tuesday, but uh, because of President's Day, we are doing Bronco Monday on Tuesday this week, and uh, there will be no Bronco Tuesday. So we'll talk basketball coming up here with Bob Beeler, the upcoming game tonight, the rest of the season, plus the uh, game this past weekend. That's all on the way next hour. Um, and then sometime between 8.30 and uh, 9 o'clock, we'll give away those final pair of tickets to the Boise State game coming up tonight. Keep in mind, uh, if you win those tickets, you have to pick them up before 5 o'clock, close a business today here at our studios, and then you'll use them 
for tonight's game against San Diego State. By the way, Brian, and I'm not quite sure where he uh, lives, but says that he's under about an inch to an inch and a half of snow this morning. Nampa, huh? He lives in Nampa? All right, so Nampa, he lives in Nampa. So as I said, as I was leaving this morning at uh, around uh, 445, it was starting to snow in Nampa, so it looks like it has come down uh, pretty good since then. We got a call a little yeah. while ago that said it took an hour from uh, for the person to drive from Nampa to Caldwell. Yeah, uh, and yet down here, down in down here where we are in downtown Boise, we haven't got any snow yet, have yeah. we? I, I haven't looked here recently, but I, I might have to go check uh, check it out. By the way, I uh, did get a text message in. They says they do sell beer. That's from Vic. They do sell beer at Extra Mile Arena. So Cody. You do not have to take your own beer into the place as you root for San Diego State tonight. He's a San Diego State alum, so um, personally, I, I, I as a San Diego State alum, I hope they give you a full body cavity search just to make sure that you're not carrying tonight. Come on, we have to be nice to our guests. <laughs> if we're nice to our guests, there's a, a better chance they'll be nice to us as well. It's not a guarantee. All right, fine. I hope you don't get full body cavity search for tonight. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, for those of you who are parents of young ones who um, have are using formula, do need to pass along that a powdered infant formula sold here in Idaho has been recalled. State officials, health officials say parents who recently used Similac brand, which by the way is a very popular brand of formula, should check Similac uh, Similacrecalled.com to check if their formula they use is among those that is being recalled. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration investigating complaints of uh, bacterial infections in four infants who consume Similac. The four infants were hospitalized because of infections. One death has been reported. So the FDA is warning consumers not to use or purchase the formulas. Um, if you want to check it out, find out if your product that you have is included in this recall, you can go to SimilacRecall.com. Type in the code on the bottom of the package, or you can call 800-986-8540 and follow the instructions provided. So once again, if you want to do that online, SimilacRecall.com, you'll type in the uh, code to find out if the uh, formula that you have is a part of the recall. All right. KBY News Time 745, time for a final check with sports. And Rick Worthington it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Once again, soup season continues, and uh, great soup today, bean with bacon. Team that up with a sandwich, salad, or a wrap, and get yourself a great meal. That guy's Fresh Deli, just off Wells Avenue in Meridian. Good morning. As you know, Chris and Mike and I are all pretty big baseball fans, so we're paying very close attention to if pitchers and catchers are ever going to report for spring training. Well, it doesn't look good just yet, but I will give you the latest update anyway. Five hours in the boardroom Monday, sometimes together, sometimes in their own little private sessions. It didn't equate to major progress between Major League Baseball and the Players Association as the sides remain pretty far apart on a new collective bargaining agreement. In the offices overlooking the spring field where the Cardinals and Miami Marlins train leadership from both sides began what was an important week of negotiations in order to try and preserve an opening day for March 31st. Already the start of spring training has been delayed with games postponed at least until the uh, March 5th 
as the owners continue to impose a lockout on the players. But yesterday, the league did increase its commitment on pre-arbitration pool to $20 million, an increase of $5 million since its last offer, while adding another team to the lottery of its new NBA-style draft proposal. The moves were consistent with the incremental adjustments both sides have made throughout the months of negotiations. Also Monday, though, Major League Baseball withdrew its request of the union to control and potentially reduce the number of minor league uh, paying jobs. Uh, The league could try to do it unilaterally going forward, but we don't exactly know how that's all going to pan out. The bottom line here, they're still negotiating and there is no deal yet, but they're getting closer. I'm Rick Worthington. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, I just checked outside the uh, Boise KBOI studios. No snow. Sun is even shining. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Um, Courtney writes in, if you don't have to drive this morning, don't. Roads have not been sanded. It is extremely slick. So I'm guessing this is the Nampa Caldwell uh, area this morning. Uh, Tony Greenleaf, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Good morning to you. I live out here in Greenleaf. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yes, in Greenleaf. Okay. Uh, I'm standing here watching the snow come down. Uh, visibility is probably, oh, maybe a quarter mile. Wow. Um, it is so slippery and slick. Uh, traffic going into Caldwell on Highway 19, at times it's bumper to bumper, so slow. And it is, you can't even hardly step on the accelerator and you're wanting to go around. All right. Uh, when I came off, I, when I came off of 2026, um, and where I could see the freeway, the traffic was backed up both directions as far as the eye could see, uh, and slow wow. moving. All right. 2020, 2026 is an ice skating pond, too. So anybody out there listening to this here, just be careful because it's bad. All right. So it looks like the further um, west you go, the worse the roads go. Because like I said, I just a moment ago went uh, outside here in uh, downtown Boise, no snow anywhere, clear, and as a matter of fact, the sun was uh, shining. And it could be just that it's shining on KBOI Studios, you know, just to take a, a lightning, God taking a liking to us here. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like it could be bad in other places this morning. So just be careful if you're traveling uh, west today. Uh, Mark Legrand, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. I just wanted to call in. As I said, I'm a truck driver, and I just came across the blues, and it's open both directions. That's good news. Did they get everything cleaned up from yesterday? Because that was ugly. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no. Yeah, they've got all everything all cleaned up through there, so it's pretty well clear sailing. I mean, big trucks have to chain up, but. Did you uh, just come? Ac- did you just come across the pass this morning? Yeah, I just just now came across it. And how bad was it? It's really not that bad. Okay. Snow, the, the, the road is pretty clear. In areas it is snow-covered, yes, but it's not deep. It's just kind of a light covering is all it is. All right. But it is fairly it is fairly icy, but uh, like I say, big trucks are chaining up there, but uh, it's passable. 
All right, Mark. Be careful on the roadways this morning. Appreciate uh, you uh, updating us. You betcha. All right. That's after the uh, nearly 100-car pileup, vehicle pileup, that happened uh, yesterday over I-84. Wow. Had the road closed both directions um, yesterday morning, so it looks like it is open both directions now. So that's good news for those of you who uh, might have been stuck <laughs> going either way. KBOI Newstime, 756. Stick around. Still on the way for you this morning. We have uh, another pair of tickets, Boise State and... Uh, San Diego State tonight, Extra Mile Arena. We'll give that away coming up just about an hour from right now. We'll do that during Bronco Monday with Bob Beeler. We also have tickets to see Bonnie Raitt live in concert. That's going on at the Idaho Botanical Gardens. We'll give those away coming up here uh, sometime before 10 o'clock this morning. And on the way here in about 25 minutes, we've got the Biscuit and Hogs $25 gift certificate with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. If you haven't heard the question to begin working on it, hang on. We'll give it to you again coming up right after traffic and weather. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Tony writes in, Mike, at KBOI.com, says, Hi, guys. I'm in West Boise, Meridian area. I can't even get out of my driveway this morning. I've been dealing with snow my whole life. I have never dealt with anything this slick. It's like ice on steroids. Weird. Super, super slick. We left uh, about a quarter to five from uh, where we live, which is near Five Mile and Fairview, and there wasn't anything falling. That's crazy. At that time. I mean, somebody who's been dealing with snow their whole life said they've never dealt with snow this slick. I wonder what's going on. It's very slick. Just keep that in mind as you are driving this morning. Apparently some areas here in downtown Boise not having to deal with it, but uh, other areas very, very, very slick. So... Allowed a lot of extra time. Don't be trying to pass people. And uh, good luck on that drive to work. And thanks for listening in. Coming up here in 20 minutes, if you are listening in in your, your car, you have a chance to pick yourself up tickets to tonight's Boise State San Diego State game. On the way next hour, in 20 minutes, we have a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Our uh, question today to answer, you can start working on this now, uh, the ancient Greeks sacrificed an animal at the conclusion of the earliest Olympic Games. Our question today, what animal did they sacrifice? Uh, by the way, they don't do this anymore, the Olympic Games had their conclusion over the weekend, didn't sacrifice anything. If you know the answer to the question, stick around, be ready to call. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, and you can win. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Oh, 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 not so fast. Yesterday. Baffert did something else again, too. Yesterday, <laughs> Medina Spirit was stripped of its Kentucky, Kentucky Derby victory, meaning that Mandaloon has now been officially declared the winner, which really upsets me because I had a $100 bet on Mandaloon. So does that mean I can go back now and say, hey, I don't believe it. Does. Where's my $1,000? I, I won. Medina Spirit trainer Bob Baffert was also suspended for 90 days, fined $7,500 by the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. 
But now, officially, Kentucky Derby winner, Adina Spirit, is not the Kentucky Derby winner because of doping. No, that's too bad. Other news uh, for you from yesterday having to uh, do with sports. The uh, Olympics wrapped up closing ceremonies over the uh, weekend. Did you watch anything this year from the Olympics? Oh, yeah. Did uh, you? Off and on every day. I, I didn't watch a ton of it, but maybe every day I watched about an hour. This is the probably the least amount I have ever watched mm-hmm. the uh, Olympics. Usually there, there's something that inspires me that I want to watch, whether it be... You know, hockey, women's you know, hockey. I, what, what's funny is years ago when it was just on ABC and only in prime time, you know, I never missed a minute of it. Mm-hmm. And now that it's available all the time, uh, it's like, eh, okay. You know, About? I, the, I, I, I don't have to hurry to get back to the TV. The only amount that I really watched was here in the studio when they had the, especially when curling was on, mm-hmm. but I did not watch it at home at all on my home television this year for the first time that I can ever remember. And I'm talking going back to when I was a kid, when we used to watch it as a family, you know, on, on television. Right. Uh, today, by the way, the anniversary of Miracle on Ice. Oh, in 1980. Yep, that's today. Uh, the United States beat Russia. I remember sitting on a couch with my family, watching and cheering and yelling. I was at a uh, a Boy Scout meeting that night. You missed it. I did. You've got a chance to see it over and over again, of course. True. Final medal count. There, there was also a movie. Final medal count. Norway, 37 medals, 16 gold, 8 silver, 13 bronze. Uh, by the way, they uh, won the medal count in 2018 also. The uh, team that used to be known as Russia, the Russian Olympic Committee, because of doping scandal, were not allowed to compete, although they were allowed to compete. They just weren't allowed to call themselves Russia, or if they won the gold medal, they weren't allowed to play the Russian right. national anthem. Uh, Germany was uh, third, 27 total medals, 12 gold. Canada, 26 medals, 4 gold. For fourth place, United States ended up in fifth this year, 25 medals, 8 gold, 10 silver, or 10, yeah, 10 silver and 7 bronze. By the way, there was one story. Um, I don't know if you saw this um, Happened after our show on Friday. Finnish cross-country skier Remy uh, Lindholm oh. suffered a frozen hoo-ha during the men's 50-kilometer race yeah. on Saturday. It was so frigid outside, organizers ended up delaying the start of the ra- race as a result of freezing winds and extremely cold temperatures. How cold was it? His uh, hoo-ha had to be treated for frostbite after the race. You know, I've, I've never experienced that, but it, it doesn't sound like fun. Health officials say he was in extreme pain as he started to warm up the area after the race with a heating pad. How cold is it that you basically freeze your... Yikes. <laughs> and by the way, he didn't even win a medal. I, Which I'm really still, sucks. What, what what I wonder though is you know everybody else had on the same equipment right the same uniforms and this or the same uh, type of stuff mm-hmm. and you know, why didn't they freeze and how come he was the only one that did and why just there I mean why didn't his fingers and toes freeze maybe they were did, covered better did, did maybe this, they didn't stick out as much did this happened during a short break I don't know I I don't think there is break during a fifty kilometer race no I'm pretty sure there's not yeah so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like you. I have many questions that want to be answered, but I don't want to ask, ask the questions. 
he is he is doing fine, and nothing broke off. By the way, <laughs> well, you know, thank God for small favors. <laughs> hey, Pretty that was mean. True, I don't, I don't have a clue what he looks like <laughs> anatomically. KVOI News Time is 8.13. Stick around. When we come back, we've got a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit at Hongs that we'll be giving away here uh, for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. We will get to that right after Bronco Sports today. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Got a $25 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. That'll uh, feed a couple of people some delicious food. Not only that, but it probably feed four people or two of Casper and Chris. <laughs> it's, it's a huge play. It's the size of a hubcap, believe it or not. Um, our question today, Perry, you're going to get first crack at it. Ancient Greeks sacrificed an animal at the conclusion of uh, the Olympics during the earliest Olympic Games. Our question today is, what animal was sacrificed? I believe it was oxen. You believe it was oxen, or that is your answer, oxen? Oh, that's, that's, that's my answer. All right, your, your answer is correct. Yes, it was an oxen Yay. sacrificed at the uh, end of the Olympic Games. Uh, I checked. Nothing sacrificed at Saturday during the closing of the Games, by the way. So. <laughs> that's good. Congratulations. You got a gift certificate to uh, Biscuit and Hogs. Have you ever been there? No. You're in for a treat. I would highly suggest the uh, Eggs Benedict, some of the best Eggs Benedict I've ever had anywhere. So te- okay. I'm, I'm not saying you have to, but they have a lot of different stuff you'll want to try out, but it's so delicious. Hang on the line. We'll get some info from you. Uh, don't go away. Coming up here, we've got news at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, it is Bronco Monday. Yes, I know it's Tuesday, but it is Bronco Monday because we were off yesterday for President's Day. So we are going to be talking basketball, especially the game coming up tonight. Big, important game, Extra Mile Arena. Expecting a big crowd again against San Diego State, who I believe is coming in with a five-game win streak. We'll check with Bob Beeler, voice of the Broncos. He'll know better. Uh, but they are, I believe, coming in on a win streak tonight. We still have a pair of tickets we're going to give away sometime before 9 o'clock. You'll have a chance to go to the game tonight. Stick around for that. And for those of you who'd love to see Bonnie Raitt live in concert in August at Idaho Botanical Garden, we'll also have a pair of those tickets coming up here before before 10 o'clock. So plenty of ways for you to win still this morning. Lock in your uh, phone number 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. This is Bronco Tuesday where we discuss the Olympic sports at Boise State. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler on 670 KBOI. 836. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Bob Beeler with us once again uh, this morning. Normally, this would be Bronco Tuesday, but because we were off yesterday for President's Day, I know it's Tuesday, but it is Bronco Monday. We are talking basketball again today. And we really should, guys, because uh, this Boise State basketball team is uh, creeping up on the top 25. Uh, They've got two games this week against San Diego State and UNLV, and I have a feeling if they win both of these, they may find themselves in the top 25 when the poll comes out next week. Uh, and and right now you got a team that's you know having a really really good chance to win the Mountain West, and we've got a big game tonight at home against San Diego State. So we need to talk basketball today. Yeah, we were looking at the uh, Mountain West a little bit earlier this morning, and and it, it seems like San Diego State has quietly been creeping up because they still have a legitimate chance to win the Mountain West. Yeah, they do. They have three losses, and they still have games left with Boise State tonight 
and uh, Wyoming a little bit later in the season. So, you know, if they beat Boise State, Boise State all of a sudden has a third loss. They beat Wyoming, Wyoming has a third loss. So, you know, this San Diego State team, if you're looking at at a team that over the years – that, uh, you know, who if you'd say who is the most consistent team, the best team in the Mountain West, you would say San Diego State. Uh, you look that they've won 19 or more games for 16 straight seasons. They need two more wow. this season to be able to do that, counting regular season and tournament titles since 99 when the league started. They've won a combined total of 14 of those. So... This team has, you know, been the they've been the, the standard bearer of this league. Now, that being said, I think this team is very good, guys. But I don't know that this is one of the elite San Diego State teams. A couple of years ago, they went thirty and two, and you know, were <laughs> ranked. And and that was the year the NCAA, you know, with COVID canceled the canceled the tournament in twenty. Would have liked to have seen whether that San Diego State team maybe could have made yeah. it to the you know elite eight or final four. Um, but it's still a very good team. Matt Bradley, their best scorer, has been averaging 17 points a game, 19 in conference. Boise State held him to seven in the first meeting, and that was a big factor. He made one basket. What were some of the keys to the win over Utah State? Well, I think, you know, just a matter of, you know, hanging in there, playing consistently throughout the game. They out, they did, they got out-rebounded, which is kind of unusual for Boise State. They you know, they got out assisted. That was also kind of unusual for Boise State, but they got to the free throw line. And that meant they were attacking inside. They made 19 free throws. Utah State made four. And the difference was Boise State took 28 and Utah State took six. Uh, you know, that's why Boise State was the more aggressive team. Boise State made it happen. Uh, got some great outside shooting from Shaver. Key jab in the second half was on fire, both inside and, and taking it to the free throw line. Um, quite frankly, you know, watching the two teams played, you know, you look at the end and you say it was an 11 point game. I kind of would have said that's about where it should have been. But throughout much of the game, you know, it was two, three points either way. But uh, Boise State, as has been the case all season, guys, when they need to make a play, whatever that play is, whether it's a stop, whether it's a rebound, whether it's a made shot. Boise State has found whatever they've needed to pull through, and you know that's why why they're twelve and two in the conference. Who would have thought? I mean, this is an encouraging sign at the beginning of the year that at this point we would be going, "Oh, thank goodness, uh, foul shots helped us win that game." <laughs> well, they have made in their last. I think it's. Let me look at the numbers here. In the last, I think it was eight games, they're shooting like seventy nine percent as a team. Yeah. Uh, and, which and they were just crazy for the season. Around. For the season, they are the worst shooting team in the Mountain West at about sixty-four, sixty-five percent. But when you look at the picture of the last month, it's a different. It's a different story. And and they've been getting to the line and they've been making it. But you're absolutely right. You would have thought at the beginning of the year, oh my God, yeah. you know this team's going to really be hurt by missed free throws. And and really, I can only think of one game this season where I'd say that if you said, okay, what's the biggest reason they lost? And mind you, we've got a, a small sample size of just six games as far as it have been lost. <laughs> but I'd say only the St. Louis game in overtime is a game where I would put missed free throws as the number one reason they lost. The, the Bakersfield game, which is the worst loss 
of the season. They shot the free throws terribly that night, but they did other things badly that night. So I would not have put free throw shooting as the the number one culprit. So whatever the but, uh, coaches have been doing, um, you know, they they deserve some credit to this. You I mean because I, I was afraid that partway through the season that they were going to have to take Armouche out at the end of the game because they were just going <laughs> to hack him and go, hey, go ahead yeah. and shoot your ten percent free throws. We don't care. But he's even begun making yeah, his free he throws. He has. He's been he's been a lot better. I mean, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a you know an eighty five percent or something like that. But if he can make six out of ten, you know, I'll great. take that. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell you what they do at shoot around. I'm there every day at shoot around. They stop two or three times during the shoot arounds, and they may do this during regular practices too. But I'm not there for the regular practices where they have a team drill. And they keep it going until they make eight free throws in a row. And when I say eight in a row, they have half the players at one end of the floor, half the players at the other end of the floor. And just to give you an example, Chris, you would take a shot. If you made it at one, it had to be one. <laughs> Mike would be number two. He would, okay, say he made it. Then I'm at Chris's end, I make it. Then if Rick makes it at, at the following end, and they try to string it together. And the thing that I think is beautiful about it is you can't have one person go to the line and hit eight in a row. You have to Everybody string the entire to roster it. together, and they have done that. And you watch the, the amount of time and effort they put in free throw shooting, and no wonder they're better. ACOT uh, came back this yeah. Saturday night. Um, how did how did he? I didn't get a chance to see. I just uh, listened to the game. Look, but how did look, he look? Looked a little rusty. I mean, and that's to be expected. You know, you miss four games. You miss basically two weeks with four games. Um, you know, I think it was important that, you know, he was just able to get out there. I mean, he had three points, a couple of assists. Uh, I think they're going to need him. He was a guy, that, you know, I mentioned holding Bradley to, you know, under 10 points yeah. in the game last time. Well, ACOT had Bradley a lot of the game. So I, I think that he will be very important tonight against San Diego State at the defensive end especially. But, you know, I, I just think it's normal. You're not going to come back, and when you come back from an in- injury, you're not going to be – at 100% where you were before. Well, you know. I, I was just going to say, I, I think the importance for that team, for him, is that they're lacking that extra defensive guy mm-hmm. You know that they can sh- put on somebody to help shut, shut the team down. I, I think the offense, based on what has come from the rest of the team, is just an extra benefit that he can play himself back in, and it doesn't, they don't have to count on him for the offense. Right, and also the minutes played. I yeah. mean, you know, you're looking at the, the rotation, and he averages close to 30. Now he only played about 20 you know, against against Utah State. But, uh, you know, you only have, you know, real, I mean, the rotation is seven plus a couple of other guys to come in. That, that, that's been the rotation most of the season. And if you take out arguably, you know, one of the better players, I, I don't know, like somebody saying, well, who do you think the MVP of this team is? And I think the beauty of it is, is I think it's such an ensemble group that I don't know that I could pick one. Um, you know, obviously, if you watch the game tonight, you're going to go with Bradley for San Diego State. I mean, you're going to leave the game, you know, now if you saw the last game when he only had seven points, you wouldn't really kind of know that he was out there. But most of the other teams Boise State has faced, uh, you look at, at Bean. Bean was the MVP of Utah State. Bean was 3 for 10, 0 for 5 from 3, 6.7 rebounds, and he normally ab- averages a double-double, so they completely wow. took him out of the game. We'll take a break. It's 844. When we come back, uh, we'll hear from some of the players and the coaches about uh, the past game and the upcoming games this week. Coming up next on Bronco Monday. Now back to Bronco Tuesday on 670 KBOI. 846. He's Chris Walton, Mike Casper, once again with us 
It is Bronco Monday, even though it is on Tuesday. We are talking basketball today because we had uh, yesterday off. Bob Beeler with us. Bob, uh, kind of some surprising news uh, yesterday out in the Mountain West. Uh, Tyson Dagenhart was named Freshman of the Week. I was just shocked by that. <laughs> shocking, shocking, right? Uh, what is it, the five week, time? Five, five weeks we in were. a row, eight yep. total. I mean, you know, I'm thinking of all the big awards at the end of the year, guys, and Freshman of the year to me is going to be a lock. Tyson Degenhardt is going to be the freshman of the year. Who's going to win the coach of the year? I think it's still up for grabs. Who's going to win the player of the year? I think it's going to be up for grabs. I think who's going to win like defensive player of the year is still up for grabs. But I think the only award that, you know, and it may be one of those that ends up being unanimous, and and that is uh, Tyson Degenhardt is going to be the freshman of the year. You can book that. And as we look at uh, comments yesterday, Coach Rice met the media uh, getting set for tonight's game with San Diego State, and he was talking about how this team has been able to win so many close games and you know how that has helped them push themselves to the top of the standings. Points are at a premium every game, and, and especially when you, in hindsight, when you look back at all these close games that we've played, you know, one point here or there, you know your record could be completely flipped, and I've never seen a year that has so so many of those, and not just us. Really, when you look throughout the league, you know, and one of the teams we just played was in that kind of situation, and uh, you could look up and down the league, and it's like that. So yeah, they, they every possession is so important, and um, you know, the ones down the stretch are the ones you all remember. But there's there's a lot of big ones uh, throughout the game. And uh, Coach uh, Rice knows that there's going to be a tough game tonight with San Diego State. Again, 42-37 was the score the last time the teams met in San Diego in January. And when you look at uh, the statistics, uh, these are the two of the top defensive teams at allowing the fewest points all season. So I would expect it to be a low-scoring game. I don't know that I expect it to be 42-37. to 37. I think maybe it's going to be first one to 50 is going to win tonight. Uh, getting ACOT back, uh, Mike, you talked about that uh, in, the, in the last segment, and uh, Coach certainly addressed the keys of getting ACOT back into the lineup. Are we a better team with him? Yeah, a lot better because – I mean, that's you know one of the better players in the Mountain West. And to take him off the lineup, if you looked all throughout the league and said, okay, I'm going to take you know one of your top players out of your lineup for four games, I think it would be, you know, I think we navigated it pretty darn well. And, you know, we're still getting, I mean, you don't come back at 100% because timing, conditioning, you know, there's nothing like uh, playing in a game that gets your timing that way. And especially this time of year because, we're not running up and down for an hour and a half like we would in a game. And so you lose a lot. And uh, very rarely do you see a guy come back and just pick up where he left off. It takes, you know, it takes time. And you just never know how much time, but it takes time to get back to their original form. But like I said, if you took one of the top two or three players off any of these teams, I don't know if they could have navigated it like we did. And again, Boise State went three and one in that time, so pretty darn good uh, as far as the way the team was able to cover for ACOT being hurt. And uh, last uh, Saturday against Utah State, a tremendous crowd, over 10,000 were at Extra Mile Arena. Coach hoping for another good crowd. San Diego State, one of the teams that has a very tough environment. And uh, Coach thanks the crowd for making Extra Mile tough. Well, I'll just give credit to the ones that have came because. In some of these close games, even if there wasn't 11,000, we—they've been loud, they've been energetic, they've been, you know, they've been 
uh, intimidating in some ways, and they ra they raise our energy, and that's probably the most important thing. So, you know, that's what we tell our guys too. Our job's the same, and if it's in front of one or ten thousand, so it's nothing we can control. But, but when this place is full and rocking, holy cow, is it special? I mean, it gives you goosebumps, and that's what we need. That's what these guys deserve, and that's what we need. And so, you know. Uh, I plead to Bronco Nation, come on out, because you know, it'll our guys will battle, and you know you're going to see two good, really good basketball teams, two high-level basketball teams, and and that's what you want. And two teams that both think they can get to the NCAA tournament should be a great game tonight at seven o'clock. If you're looking for something to do this evening, highly recommend Boise State and San Diego State. You uh, were there on uh, Saturday night. It sounded like the uh, crowd was really into that game. Yeah, I think I think that's the one thing I'll say about this year's crowd. They have been on spot spot on all year with with noise, with enthusiasm, with with staying. Uh, I think the crowd has definitely helped this team get to first place in the conference. And uh, you know, we can use a few more folks tonight. Let's beat them. The Wyoming and Colorado State play this week. Who we they do? They play who tomorrow. Are we for? So, <laughs> who am I rooting for? Yeah, who are, who should we I be rooting for in that we're game? We're rooting for Colorado State. Okay. If we want an outright an outright championship, I mean, here's the thing: you can win a share of a championship if you just win the rest the rest of your games, and that's easier said than done with four games to go. But if you go four and zero in the last four games, you will be a Mountain West regular season champion. You might share it with Wyoming, but you'll at least be there, and then they'll have to figure out if they shared it, you know, who wins the the top seed and who's the second seed in the conference. Um, if Wyoming were to lose to Colorado State, which is extremely possible, the game's in Fort Collins. You know, Boise State then would have a game lead, but they still have to go to Fort Collins in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a lot of a lot of tough basketball to be played. Yeah, and, and not easy basketball for anybody. Everybody has. No. Yeah, everybody. All the leaders have really tough schedules yeah. over the last. Part I, of the I think season. the four teams have really separated themselves: the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Rams, and the Aztecs. And then I think there's a drop to uh, UNLV and Fresno and Utah State. So I, I think we've got a four-team race right now. All right, we'll take a quick break. More with Bronco Monday. Of course, it is on Tuesday. Bob Beeler will be back. We'll uh, get a, a look at what he expects tonight and also what we have for the rest of the week here on News Talk KBOI. Now back to Bronco Tuesday on 670 KBOI. 8.55. Once again, it is Bronco Monday on Tuesday today because of the uh, day off yesterday for President's Day. Bob Beeler with us. Uh, Bob, what do you expect tonight other than I, I think we can all agree that it's going to be another defensive contest? <laughs> I think so, too. And I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be exciting. And uh, I think Boise State's going to find they've done it all year. They've found a way to get it done. I think they're going to win by about three or four tonight, and it's going to be, I don't know, why not? A shaver shot at the end. <laughs> well, that's not thats not something that, that would be very creative of me to say. Yeah, <laughs> consider it's only happened, what, four or five times during the season so far? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just surprised that he doesn't get doubled at the end. Aren't it, you? It isn't? Yeah, I, I've seen it a couple times, and it's like there's one person on this team that you wouldn't want taking that last shot, but he has right. found a way to get it. Right, he does, and he's he's pretty crafty too. I mean, he gets himself open and gets around screens and gets a decent look at the end and makes it happen. I guess the good news is you. I mean, if you double him, 
uh, possibility of leaving Max Rice open, who can bury that shot, and yeah, Dagenhart also. Sure, I mean, it all depends on who's you know who's out on the floor. But you're right. So uh, seven o'clock tip tonight, six thirty on six seventy KBOI. We got coaches show Thursday night. It's going to be half an hour earlier, five thirty, because a women's home game at six thirty. Both of those can be heard on six seventy, and then Saturday night uh, seven thirty down at, at UNLV, a team that's playing significantly better. <laughs> that's. I I I just hope that that game's on television because I really want to watch their superstar play again because I was just so blown away at how good he was when they played here at Extra oh. Mile. Yeah, you talk about a one man. I don't want to say a one man show. They got a couple of the guys that are <laughs> decent, but somebody who probably you're going to watch play in the league. He's in he's really the only player I've seen this year that Boise State has played who Boise State could not stop. They just had no way of stopping him. Slowed him down enough to win the game, but but you're right. He had a very good game, and he got his average. And yeah. unfortunately, when you're looking at it from UNLV's perspective, against good teams, Hamilton has to do what he did against Colorado State, and that's get well above his average for them to win. All right, Bob, good luck tonight. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Uh, with our final few seconds of the game, if you would like to go to the game tonight and watch it in person, you're probably going to be in for a uh, great game. Caller number six right now, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll hook you up with tickets. Keep in mind, you have to pick these up before close of business today at the radio station. Caller six, you're a winner. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper. Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Welcome to the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks for uh, listening in. Remember, you can always be a part of the show by calling us, 208-336-3700. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Marty from Star, congratulations. Marty picked himself up a pair of tickets to tonight's Boise State San Diego State game, Extra Mile Arena. Congratulations to all of our winners. Hope you uh, yell loud when you go to the uh, game tonight. Still on the way, by the way, before 10 o'clock. Bonnie Raitt's concert tickets. Want to see Bonnie Raitt? Fabulous concert. She's great. Um, you got a chance to win tickets before 10 o'clock this morning. And the good news is you get a plan in advance because the concert isn't until August 14th at uh, Idaho Botanical Gardens. Another great place to see a concert outdoors, by the way. That should give you time to clear your schedule. I, I would think, right? Um, emails uh, in, text messages. Once again, phone lines are open. If you want to get through, you can continue to uh, email or text us if you would like. Um, Ron in Melba texted us this morning, writes in and said, you said nothing was sacrificed at this year's Olympics. This has to do with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question where we had mentioned that oxen were sacrificed during the early Olympics at the conclusion. It said nothing was sacrificed this year. Uh, Ron says, considering the host allowing doped athletes to compete and both males identifying as women and females identifying as men to compete in women's swimming, I would say they sacrificed any degree of integrity. Okay, I, I take it back. Maybe it uh, w- there was some sacrifice. I think they, when it comes to the transgender issue, I, I think they feel like uh, integrity is when you let a transgendered individual compete in the the sex they prefer by the way since we brought it up ivy league championships finished up this weekend mm-hmm. and laya thomas dominated the ivy league championships Set matter, records as a matter of fact she scored the most points possibly able to score 96 points as chris just mentioned she set records she won the 100 200 and 500 freestyle events 
during the course of the week as she gets ready for the NCAA championships, which come up next month. Now, while Thomas finished with the quickest times in the Ivy League championships, the transgender swimmer wasn't the fastest in the nation over the weekend. There were several other conference championships taking place. For Thomas, it might be a bit of a preview of what's to come when she gets to face off of uh, with some of the top swimmers next month, female swimmers. Thomas would have finished Yeah, I mean, the Ivy, the Ivy League is one thing, but they usually don't uh, lead the nation in any sport. Right. Thomas would have finished fifth place among some of the other competitors who participated in their conference championships last week. Thomas had a dominated 200 free at the Ivy League championships compared to the rest of the nation. She still would have finished pretty high, but only good for third. In the 500 free, Thomas put together another top three performance, setting records for the pool and the league. She finished with uh, 4 minute 37 seconds in that race. SEC champion uh, Julia Rosansky of Tennessee, 4 minutes 35 seconds. Mm. So almost two full seconds quicker than uh, Lia Thomas did. Which, in a race like that, is a long time. And, by the way, if you were wondering if the uh, NCAA committee was going to allow her, because this was just the Ivy League, they had put in new rules to be able to compete. Under those new rules, Lia Thomas would not be able to compete because she has way too much testosterone in her body. So they cut back the amount of testosterone when they test that you're allowed to have, and you must be at that level for 36 months before you're able to compete. Really? And she is still above that new level, so there was some thought that she would not be able to compete in the NCAA tournament, but the NCAA has said that they are going to, it would be, this is the funny part, they said it would be unfair since it's the middle of the season to um, basically not let her compete at the NCAA championships. Since it's the middle of the season? Yeah. Oh. So they said they're going to instill that new rule beginning next year. She graduates this year. By All right, then. Yeah. So, uh, which is kind of weird saying, hey, it's not fair. However, it is fair for her to compete against and beat out other players who might have had a chance to go to the NCAA championships because she, as a male, identifying as a female, gets to compete. We'll find out next week or here in a couple of weeks when they have the uh, NCAA championships how she really does compete actually in the pool up against other other mm-hmm. people. It's an it's an odd story. It is something that uh, until just the last two or three years we really didn't even have to deal with, simply because I guess everybody just figured, you know, no, if you're born if you're born one thing, you can't compete as the other person, you know. I, I am curious, and I, I, all I have to go on is what one of the winners whose record she broke um, came out in support of Lia Tom, Thomas saying that records are meant to be broken. <laughs> and she supports... That's, that's not really answering the the main question, yeah. but okay. So uh, she she supports her. She broke the record. She says, I'm perfectly fine with her breaking my record. Now, my question to her would be, if I could have a follow-up question, what would happen? Would you feel the same if Laya swam with you during the time you broke the record and he slash she didn't allow you to get your record, didn't allow you to win the race in the first place? You came in second, 
because the other person yeah. would, would you be fine then? Sort of technically a man. Yeah. Okay. So that I mean that's the complaints that are even even some of her sixteen players on her own team signed a petition that they didn't want her swimming on the uh, swim team. Gotcha for the uh, Ivy League championships. Of course she did. I don't know. I'd be I'd be curious. This isn't something well, by the way that's just going to go away here with the if, NCAA's. You'd think if anywhere in the country they're going to be, I'll, I'll say quote unquote woke, it would be the Ivy League. Yeah, the cradle of uh, academia in America. Had a couple of other stories. Haven't been able to get to. Wanted to share with you. Um, you know, on the heels of Facebook announcing last week that they were coming to Cuna. Uh, Did you see this story? Mm-hmm. Boise City Council unanimously approved an agreement to lease 150,000 square feet of land near the Boise Airport to Amazon to build a 30,000 square foot air cargo facility. As part of the deal, Amazon will pay the airport about $60,000 a year in rent per year, plus additional fees for flying in and out. The airport will also use $22 million of its own funds, which come from its own revenue, to build an access road taxiway and ramp to connect the cargo facility to the airport. If the airport can lease out a piece of industrial land to the south to some other customer, the project will become eligible for reimbursement from the Federal Aviation Administration, and it wouldn't cost them any money. Hmm. They'd get that rebated. So, once again, another big facility coming to Boise from uh, another... Boise area, anyway. Yeah, another... uh, Huge tech, was, tech what, company. What was, what was the other one last week in CUNA that was... Uh, Facebook. Oh, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Facebook. So this Meta. Is, yeah, yeah, this is another. There's also beginning to be talks that, um, and I, I think this could possibly be um, something that needs to be talking talked about, especially as much as the area is growing, um, but they're talking about possibly putting in a third um, landing strip for the Boise Airport. Currently only has two. However, if you're going to start landing lots more planes, um, even though you are expanding your parking, you're going to have to expand that a lot more also, which they've I, already had plans to do. But I, I do like a nice landing strip. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, I, I guess the great thing to be taken away from this is it doesn't cost any taxpayer dollars. So, you know, and, and could be bringing in some money if... Uh, Amazon does get this done, and it looks like it's everything's approved by the city. And they'll start building. No word on when it will start building, but uh, looks like it uh, could be $22 million worth of funds from the uh, Boise Airport. Like I said, all, their own funds. So this isn't taxpayer dollars. So if you're complaining, oh, my gosh, we're paying taxpayer dollars for a company worth billions of dollars to come into Boise. What I liked about the meta announcement was that basically they're going to write a check for the infrastructure. Yeah. Which is the way it should happen. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, by the way, um, Amazon will also be helping to pay for some of the infrastructure improvements at the uh, Boise Airport also. Your thoughts on that and more. We'll take a quick break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, now's your chance to do it. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. (laughs) 
Washington proposal would raise the price of fuel for Idahoans by six cents per gallon. Governor Brad Little and Attorney General Lawrence Wasden sent a letter to Washington Governor Jay Inslee asking him to halt new fuel tax measures. CBS2 reports these measures would impose additional taxes on fuels shipped from Washington to Idaho and other western states. The letter said now is not the time for our states to turn on each other with excise tax proposals that dampen our economy and increase costs for everyone. The letter went on to say that any increase in energy cost or gas prices will damage both our states. Why can't Washington and Idaho just get along? <laughs> and we're neighbors for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. True, but we're not exactly alike, are we? Well, yeah, not, not even close. Remember, Jay Inslee was yelling at Idahoans for uh, coming across the border and not wearing masks and not getting vaccinated enough uh, and then using the Spokane hospitals and emergency rooms. Um, of course, he forgot to mention in that that part of the reason why that their hospital rooms and emergency rooms were so full was because Washingtonians were coming across the border yeah. because everything was closed in Washington. Exactly. Can we just get along? Probably not. I mean, if we were going to, we probably would have by now. I agree, though. That's especially with the talk that gas prices um, averaging at about $4 per gallon Mm -hmm. right now nationwide. Um, Here in Idaho, we're still doing good. We haven't. You can expect that price to rise, though, because we're behind, um, and especially going into the summer season, gas prices with summer gas goes up 20 to 25 cents a gallon just using the more expensive summer gas. So gas prices are going to increase over the next couple of months, and we're probably just a few weeks behind uh, the rest of the nation in increasing gas prices. Um, Email in um, said, uh, the Amazon facility by the airport was announced months ago. Don't make it sound like the Treasure Valley had been taken over within a couple of weeks. It's been going on for a while. Well, no name uh, on your email, but I will tell you, uh, first of all, that Facebook was a deal was announced last week, mm-hmm. and Meta. the Amazon facility was approved last week. It may have been talked about, but nothing was happening until the city council approved it. The Boise City Council unanimously approved the agreement to lease 150 square feet of land near the Boise Airport to Amazon. So nothing was happening. It had been talked about, but it became official last week when the Boise so, City Council approved it. So the uh, the uh, the story then is, uh, hey, look, look what the council approved. There you go. Was it the was it the Boise City Council? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, for the airport. the airport. Okay, you're right. Yeah. 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 Um. Email in on the uh, subject we were talking uh, uh, about the retailers in Idaho saying that we they could get a lot of help as far as finding employees to uh, be able to staff their establishments if the uh, age for serving alcohol was lowered from 19 to 17. Uh, Bryce writes in, why not just make the drinking age 18? Again, at 18 you can vote and you can go to war and die defending your country, but you can't drink alcohol. That was a... a- a parody song of a few years ago that they were talking about that uh, you could buy you know like you can buy a gallon of gasoline and a settling torch if you want when you're 14 years old <laughs> but, but you can't have a beer and and they were talking about uh, guys going to war at the time and they said if you're shooting up a bar in Baghdad don't order a rum and coke um, I'm interested because I don't ever remember the drinking age being 18 in Idaho am I wrong 
I, I remember 19. I, remember, I, was, yeah, I, was, I don't remember 18 either. Uh, okay. it was, if, if it was, it was before my time. Because yeah. when I turned 19, 19 was the drinking age. 19 was the drinking age when I turned 19 also. I will say the one thing now is that because first time, and I've shared this before, the first time I ever personally bought beer in a store was in Grangeville at the 7-Eleven when I was 14 years old. And I will say the difference. You're, be- you're of course, buying it for like a parent or something, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, I will say the difference between a 14-year-old and how they look and a 19-year-old is not much. Well, how tall were you at 14? Uh, six, yeah. one or six, I, I was, two. I was yeah. going to say, you could probably pull it up. I weighed probably 210, 220 pounds. And I still had a baby face. And you still look about 15 to 20 years <laughs> Thank you. younger than your age. <laughs> Thank you. Because um, Seriously, when we stand together, people think I'm older. And you yeah, are. Yeah. I have, I have a brother that's 15 years younger than I am. And they think he's older than you. He thinks he's my older brother. Exactly. Um, I will say the difference in looks between 14 or 15 and a 19-year-old is not much. But the difference between a 19 and a 21-year-old, I, I noticed as I got older, it's like, okay, it, I, you know, it, there's a bigger difference really? in that. Yeah. Um, like, it was weird because I lived, uh, going, went to school in Spokane. And the drinking age in Spokane was 21. I could not buy. No one would sell me beer anywhere when I was 19 and going to school in Spokane. I would have to still go across the border to Coeur d'Alene to be able hmm. to, you know, buy my alcohol. So I, I think it's not, it has a little bit to do with that because I, I just don't think there's a, a big difference in looks at that age. Now, as far probably, as serving probably, alcohol, probably an unintended consequence that a person would have to drive somewhere to get alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as far as serving alcohol, mm-hmm. I, I don't see a problem with that whatsoever. I don't know if there's going to be any pushback in the legislature in, in doing this. Um, we had got a, a Marine bomb that had wondered if, if this was going to make a big difference um, because he goes, how many teens would be hired to serve alcohol? Excuse me, a hundred, two hundred. I think in Idaho I, it would be much larger than just a hundred. And if you've got, uh, if you have employees that are older than teenagers. You can uh, put the teenagers in charge of whatever the other employees were in charge of, and then have them met yeah. served drinks. Yeah, I think it would definitely be more than a hundred or two hundred in the state of Idaho. How many? I, do, I don't know, but I'm I'm guessing it would be in the thousands. Robin's right. Uh, Robin writes in. Uh, Hi, Mike. I'm going to uh, respectfully disagree with you with regarding of the mask mandate bill. My thought is it should be an individual decision. If you know you need to protect yourself. Wear as many masks as you want. The kids being masked for so long has been a fiasco. Where are all the adults? Some more than others, but one should take personal responsibility for themselves. Happy Tuesday. My daughter's celebrating it's, her birthday today. Happy birthday, Christina. It's a little like going into Afghanistan. Okay, here's what we have to do. Great. When's this going to be over? I don't know. And, it, it, COVID is like that. Yeah. And the other thing, keep in mind, I, I said take COVID out of this. I mean, I know that that's a knee-jerk reaction to what's going on with COVID, and we're doing these laws or proposing these laws about what's happening right now. But how do you know what's going to happen in the future? That, that's the weird part to me, saying you can't do anything, no matter what disease it is, anytime in the future. This, this would not allow face masks. It would not allow face coverings of any kind. So it, it's just weird to me to not allow it anytime in the future for any disease. And, and you consider this. Well, maybe, maybe the attitude is they can always change it back if they need to. But once again, if it's an emergency and you have to change it back, you'd have to wait till the next session because you can't call yourself into session. 
You know what I mean? So if something happened it's in, actually, in, in it's, June... I mean, that's actually a little more efficient than they usually are anyway. Well, that's true. Uh, Casey, Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, uh, you guys are talking a lot about um, serve a, a minor serving alcohol, and I have some thoughts on that. Okay. Um, you know, if you're talking about serving beer and wine, uh, that's one thing because that's really easy. And having a 16 year old serve beer and wine, uh, is something we should do tomorrow. Um, (laughs) you know, when you get into hard liquor, obviously there's a lot more training behind that. And, uh, you know, it's a lot harder to train someone on hard liquor. True. I've known adults who don't even do that very well. Right. And I'm not sure um, what the proposal is, if it's just beer and wine or if it's alcohol, because uh, hard alcohol, because I think those are two separate things. But, I mean, taking away from the the training part, I mean, you're not allowed to drink it. You know what I mean? So if if you're smart enough at at 17 years old to get the training and understand it, why, why shouldn't you be allowed to? you know, serve it to somebody who's going to drink it? Well, I, I, because I just think the the learning aspect of it is, I mean, it's immense. Um, and I think having to, well, there are a couple things. One, I think there's a lot of having to taste it. You know, it's a lot easier to go, hey, these are the styles of beers, these are the styles of wines, it's a lot more basic. Um, and then I also think you get into, especially in Idaho, where a liquor license is so expensive um, that the environment that that 16-year-old person will be serving alcohol um, is a lot different than what it's going to be when you're serving beer and wine. Yeah, that's true. I, I will say, because uh, liquor licenses are so expensive, that I think that there would be a lot of uh, overview by the owners uh, to make sure nothing happens that they don't risk yeah, losing that license. There, there better be. Yeah, of course. But that's that's the same uh, beer, wine, you know, or hard liquor. That's not going to change. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that mom and pop, uh, you know, who has a pizza place, who has a burger place, um, you know, hiring that 16-year-old um, and they're delivering, you know, pitches of beer, all that kind of stuff, easy, right? Should be done tomorrow, um, you, according to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. When you get into, again, you know, when you get into uh, serving hard liquor, I think there's just a lot more to it and it's a lot more complicated. Um, but serving beer and wine, which is what most of this is going to relate to anyway, because liquor licenses are uh, so few and far between. Um, I think that solves a huge problem for us in the restaurant business. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Thank you. Because the the teenager wouldn't be working, say, in a bar where you go in and and the main thing is just drinks and, you know, yeah. And there's not much food. This this would be for restaurants or or even uh, 
even like fast food type places or quick serve places that do have beer. I also want to be clear here. The uh, proposal is not for 16-year-olds to start doing this. The proposal is for 17. He had, he had said 16-year-olds. Well, I mentioned, So it sounds like he's, I'm, he's ready for 16-year-olds yeah, to be I, able to I do it. I mentioned that uh, if you're going to let 17-year-olds do it, why not 16-year-olds? Yeah. Because at 16, you can get a job. Totally agree. You can't drink. But 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, that's the number to call right now. Would you like to see Bonnie Raitt live in concert? We have your concert tickets. August 14th, Idaho Botanical Gardens, caller number six. You're going to get a free pair of tickets. Dial carefully. Good luck. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, I have seen that hundreds of times, and right there, just playing it again, I got the, goosebumps um, once again. The, the, the Soviet team, uh, it was such a big deal because the Soviet team had been, this was in Lake Placid, they had been in the U.S. and Canada for a month or so before the Olympics, uh, you know, just to kind of get acclimated, and they were playing exhibition games against NHL teams. And beating them, crushing. In, them. in fact, they didn't. They didn't. They beat the Canadian national team. They beat the American team. Crushed them, and it just looked like they were a cinch for the gold medal. They were assumed to be unbeatable. Yeah, and still to this day, I would say personally in my lifetime, that is the one single greatest sporting event I have ever witnessed. Hmm. And I did. I was able to watch it as it went on live. Um, we had. Three channels at my house, and we watched the Olympics, and that was, I, I still remember the whole family gathered around, and it's just like going, oh my gosh, um, so absolutely amazing. And today, the reason I played it is today is the anniversary of that win, February 22nd, 1980. Like I said, the single biggest sporting event that I have ever seen in my lifetime. And and the amazing thing about it is is a lot of people that weren't around, you know, think that that was the be-all, end-all. The United States still had to win another game to win the oh, yeah. gold medal. They, they, they had to beat Finland in the final. That was the semifinal. And, you know, it wasn't a sure thing. If, if, you, if we'd lo- uh, lose to Finland, we would have gotten a silver medal. But turned out we beat Finland, too. Yeah. I can't remember the exact quote that uh, Coach Herb Brooks said. Um, and I believe I can't even say the exact quote um, because he, he told his team afterwards, if you go out and beat Finland, then blankety blank blank, you suck. <laughs> the world will never remember you. You mean if you lose to Finland? If you lose to yeah. Finland. Yeah, if you don't go out and beat them, if you lose to Finland. So, um, once again, absolutely amazing. The movie about the uh, miracle on ice, uh, also very good. <laughs> After Canada won the gold medal, somebody said, is there going to be a movie? And and the guy says, nah, when Canada wins hockey gold, it's not necessarily a miracle. <laughs> Uh, email and Mike at KBOI.com. As a mother of a daughter who works at a high-end restaurant in Eagle, I have a hard time with the story. She tells me some of the customers she serves. They think they are entitled, and just because a beautiful gal serves them a drink with a smile, they think they're entitled to more than just a thank you. I trust our 24-year-old to take care of herself and speak her mind, but a 16, 17, 18-year-old, I don't know. 
how would they be able to assert themselves? That's true. Or if, or you, if they should have to. If you are serving alcohol, you have to also deal with drunks. What, um, a, what a fringe benefit that is. Another email says, sometimes I think everyone's brains have fallen out. This is not about teenagers being bartenders. This is just like when I was a teenager, too young to handle alcohol, supposedly. I had to have someone deliver the drink to my table. Then I got approved, fingerprints, etc. And even though I was underage, I was now able to hand the drink to my customer. No new employees hired, just about uh, just able to hand a drink from bartender to the customer at my table. This Jeez, discussion like, is pointless. Sounds like IATSE rules. Um, yeah, the discussion is pointless, but hey, it, it's going on right now, so we'll see if they are able to pass this through the legislature. It's one of the many bills being worked on. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today. We'll wrap things up. Uh, congratulations to our winner, Cheryl Moxley. She's going to see Bonnie Raitt in concert. We have lots more tickets that we will be giving away uh, throughout the uh, rest of the week. Um, we'll have more Biscuit and Hogs gift certificates for our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Once again, congratulations to everybody who won your tickets for the Boise State-San Diego State game tonight. If you want to go to the game, there are tickets available. They're expecting and hoping for a big crowd. If you don't listen, you'll be able to hear it tonight here at 670 KBOI beginning at 630 pregame. Tip off at 7 o'clock. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.